Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So, put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Good morning. Happy Thursday morning, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Genevieve here, and we are going to continue our discussion all about the holidays and aphasia inclusion. So this is As you very well know, we've been working on this topic since the beginning of October. We had five episodes before this one, each one going through a different aspect of the holidays and highlighting three different people with aphasia and one person who has dysarthria, a speech impairment. So let's review while we, before we get started here today, aphasia is an impairment in language. It means someone has had some kind of an injury to their brain, whether it's a stroke or a head injury, possibly a brain tumor, and it impairs something related to their speaking, listening, reading, or writing. And there's a myth about aphasia that if someone has trouble communicating, that they're not as smart as they used to be. And that is just not true. And that's just an aphasia myth we have to keep busting because the person with aphasia is still the same person they always were. So let's jump into today's topic. We, I am calling this advocating for aphasia in every invitation advocating for aphasia in every invitation and we're going to thank one of my friends who has aphasia for creating this document to help us navigate aphasia during the holidays as the holidays approach the holidays can be joyful but sometimes the silent struggles that come with the festive gatherings can be overwhelming and too much. So we're gonna talk about what you can do if you are traveling to somebody's home or to a restaurant, whatever the case may be, traveling when you have aphasia. Because the holidays, precious moments, you wanna make memories, you wanna connect with others. But sometimes it's hard to do that when you have aphasia because other people don't know what aphasia is. They don't understand it. They have misconceptions. So my friend created uh, a document called Letter to the Host and Hostess. I added hostess. This is a tool our loved ones with aphasia and their families can use when navigating social gatherings to make it more easy, more comfortable, and to help foster connection. So let's see if I can do this. I want to show you all. Let's see. I'm going to pop it up here. I think on Facebook. Can you see this? 
Ah, got to take down my picture. Document. What it is, it's a two-page Google document. And if you would like a copy of it once you hear what it's about, all you need to do is let me know. Email. I'll put a link in the chat. Maybe someone can do that for me. Hello at dolifespeechpathology.com. Just send me a quick email, say I need the document, and I will email it to you directly. Super important that you reach out, put a, a note in the comments, say I want it, but I'm going to need your email address to get it to you. So the beauty of this document is that you can edit it. All right, let's keep going. Let's dive into this document. So before that, I'm going to talk about what it's like at my house in the holidays. I love to do the cooking. My love language is acts of service. Could any of you have guessed that? So when I host a gathering, not only do I want to know who's coming and how many people, of course, right? Because I got to plan the food, but I want to know anything that's going to impact how the day progresses, how the meal progresses. I want to know dietary restrictions. I want to have the timing worked out, you know? I often talk to the main families that are coming and we work out the timing because sometimes there's other obligations, right? You have to go to somebody's house before you go to the next house, that kind of thing. I need to know if there's people that don't have a place to go for Thanksgiving. You know, a friend of somebody that's already coming will bring them along, you know, invite them. Do they have diet restrictions? When are they going to be here? And I also need to know if I'm accommodating a wheelchair or somebody that's walking with a cane. And the main reason, I have a big dog. I have a 100-pound Doberman that, you know, he can get a little excited when we have so much company. Because, of course, everybody's coming to the house to see him. Plus, I have cats, too. If somebody's allergic to cats, you know, that's going to dictate for me what chair they're going to sit in. So the other things I'm thinking about when I'm the hostess is what bathroom are people going to use? Is it stocked? Where are people going to sit for the meal? Do I have enough seating? Are we going to spread out around the house? Um, are we doing a formal sit down? Are we doing a buffet? Are we doing a potluck? Do I need to accommodate for gluten-free, sugar-free meals? I also think about the weather because sometimes it's nice to be able to go outside and some people may want to go outside, these kinds of things. The other thing I'm considering is what is the background? Do I have music on? Do I have a, a holiday movie playing? Do I have a slideshow? Do I have nothing? What about appetizers? What's the, what's the schedule like? Are people going to get filled up on appetizers and dinners two hours later? later and then we're going to play a game. I need to think about the schedule. And then finally, I need to, once I've gathered all of this information, who's coming? What's the style of the meal? What's the timing? What are the physical and environmental accommodations that I might need to uh, prepare for? Then I'm going to talk to my husband and my two daughters and let them know what the plan is and what's going on so that they can help facilitate. So I say all of this, I set all of this background because if you and your loved one who has aphasia are traveling, your host and hostess are thinking through all of these things. 
And if they don't know you well and you have aphasia, wouldn't it be nice to give them some information up front to make the day go as smoothly as possible? So now we're gonna dive into the document. So again, I said, this is a Google document. It's two pages. If you would like a copy of it, you need to let me know so that I can get it to you. Let's see. So the document, I'm gonna look at my notes here. The document starts with a candid note explaining how overwhelming noise, activity, bright lights, can be overwhelming and can quickly fatigue the person who has aphasia. Can I get an amen from anyone out there who has aphasia? The letter goes on to emphasize that the person with aphasia might need a quiet space to get to, or they are only good for a couple of hours before they get so fatigued that they lose their words. They have a hard time comprehending those kinds of things. The letter goes on to talk about explaining what the communication guidelines are. And I'm not talking a thesis. I'm talking a couple of bullet points. On this document, I added in some check boxes. Keep them, don't keep them. These check boxes on the letter are there to help you customize it for what you need. So in this letter to the host and hostess, you're going to indicate your preferred communication methods, like showing, like, are you best with showing words that are written down on a card, something you brought with you? Is it words or sentences on uh, written in the notes app on your phone that says, nice to see you, happy Thanksgiving, whatever the case may be? Do you communicate better with words as long as people don't rush you or try and fill in your words for you. What about uh, using of gestures? The other thing this letter goes into is what are some of your personal signs that you're getting tired or that you need a break? For the person who has aphasia, I hope that you know and or work with your significant other to figure out what is that time limit? Are you good for two hours? Are you good for three hours? If you know you're only good for two hours, and I say that with the utmost love and respect for you, but you know that if your gas tank is this full and, in, and that it gradually decreases with time, noise, and activity, and by the time two hours has passed, your gas tank is empty, it's important to know that so that you can plan work with the hostess. If dinner is scheduled for 4.30 and you know that, you know, there's some wiggle room on the time, maybe you get there right at 4.30 and you stay for dinner and dessert and then you say your goodbyes and go home and rest. Whatever the case may be. The guide also gives you prompts for what are you looking forward to at Thanksgiving. Again, I'm picking Thanksgiving because that's our next holiday, two weeks from today, everybody. So in this letter, you might say you're looking forward to catching up with everybody that you haven't seen, that you want to hear how the host's vacation was and you want to see some pictures, that you look forward to playing with the dog and seeing the kids and those kinds of things. 
let the host and hostess know what you're looking forward to. That would be a great way, an additional way to communicate your intention and your needs. So we are talking about advocating for aphasia in every invitation. Specifically, we are talking about an aphasia-friendly letter to the host and hostess who is having Thanksgiving and you're traveling to their home, letting them know a little bit about aphasia, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what you're looking forward to. Because my example when I started this uh, episode was when I'm hosting, I want to know who's coming and what accommodations and what do I need to know to make the holiday, the experience as good as it possibly can be. So let's continue on. It's important to let your host and hostess know that you still play a valuable role in the gathering and let them know what you can do. Say, even though my words may not come out or I can't fully engage in a conversation, maybe you can, maybe you can't, let them know that you would love to help set the table or take the dog for a walk where you can go and get some quiet time and hopefully do some recharging. What about rinsing dishes or bringing dishes to the table? Let the host and hostess know what you can do to help or at least offer, whether they ask you to or not, that's, that's a totally separate item. But that's you putting yourself out there, and that's a good thing. So what's an alternative to sending a letter? And when I say sending a letter, that doesn't necessarily mean you're putting it in the mail. Maybe it's an email. You copy and paste this Google document and put it in your email and customize it for yourself. Maybe you can get on the phone or your significant other can get on the phone and go over this information with the host and hostess so that they can help make accommodations and that you are also putting yourself out there. You're advocating for yourself so that everyone can feel included and have a joyful holiday. So again, if you would like this document, you need to let me know one way or another. Send me a direct message or a private message through one of the social platforms. I will need an email address. So if you put something in the comments, I'll reach back out to you and we can exchange information that way. So as we wrap up this episode, I want us all to remember that the holidays are about connection and making memories. And that when we gather together and include everybody, it's a richer experience. So this letter to the host and hostess is just one tip, one strategy that you can use to help let other people know about your aphasia because they're going to want to know how to include you. To this extent, let's say you are hosting uh, you and your significant other are hosting Thanksgiving or Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah. I have a freebie I want to tell you about. Let's see, on, Reese, on Facebook and YouTube, you're not going to hear me for a second. 
I don't think. I'm wondering if I can pop this up. This is a PDF. There's four pages to the PDF. I'm calling it aphasia conversation pieces. Each page is formatted and has a little bit different content on it about aphasia and communication strategies and myth busting about aphasia. The reason I'm calling it a conversation piece is maybe you're hosting and you don't want to tell everybody about your loved one's aphasia. Maybe they know, maybe they don't, but it, you can use this document. Put one up on the refrigerator, put one on the coffee table, put one near the dinner table or another room where people congregate. And then probably the most important place you can put it, pick your favorite one of these four documents and tape it to the mirror in the bathroom that people are gonna be using during your holiday gathering. This is a great way to give gentle but accurate information about aphasia, to give some knowledge and some tips and strategies for interacting with the person with aphasia. I think it's just a great way to do it. If you would like these documents, they are free. Again, you've got a couple of ways. Maybe someone can do me a favor and put it in the chat. Do life speech pathology.com forward slash holidays. You can find this document on that specific page on my website. You can also get it on the home page of my website, do life speech pathology.com. There's a little pop up there. You give me your first name and your email address, and I will send it directly to you. You download the document, save it on your computer, and print it out, and share it far and wide, because everybody needs to know about aphasia, right? We want aphasia inclusion, and the first step to that is knowledge and understanding. So if you would like that freebie download, reach out, comments, send me a direct or private message, go to the website to get it, and it is for you. Okay, that's it. Next week's show, again, we are still preparing for the holidays. We are going to talk about games because many families have a holiday tradition of playing a game after Thanksgiving. Maybe they play it before dinner, maybe it's after. Same thing for Christmas and your these other holiday celebrations. I have asked for a lot of feedback. So many of you have provided me information about what your family does and your favorite holiday games. So we're not only gonna talk about the games, but how to make them aphasia friendly. Maybe you'll pick up a tip or two that you can work together with the host or hostess if you're traveling, or you can try a new thing at your home with your family and friends for aphasia inclusive holidays. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate you all. There's two things you can get, the letter to the host and hostess, you need to let me know that you want it. And number two, aphasia communication pages. So funny that I put my hand up and I get balloons. Let's see if we get balloons again on Instagram. Wow, that is fun and funky. Okay, everybody, happy Thursday. Take care and we'll see you next time.
Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? Inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. Wishing you a fabulous week.